listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast, where you'll discover some of the best and most creative ways to provide for your family and get started on your journey to entrepreneurship. No crazy get-rich-quick schemes. No living in a van down by the river with your family while you build your business. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at theonlineempireacademy.com. Now, get ready for the Online Empire Academy podcast. What's up, Online Empire Academy? Joshua Woodward here. Today, we're talking to Brennan Sullivan from Prime Zero Prep, and I'm really excited. I just got a chance to talk with Nate McAllister. I hope you guys listen to that podcast. It's awesome if you haven't, but uh, he had talked about kind of the, the use of online arbitrage and a prepping company. This is a this is a concept I've heard about before and something that I've looked into, but I haven't done it yet. And so I wanted to have Brendan on just to kind of talk through what what it is that they do, but also why it's going to help our businesses. But first, I want to hear your story, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited to learn more about this. So tell me your story and how you got started with this. Sure. So... I've always been involved in the, well, don't want to say always, but for a while now, I've been selling online um, prior to jumping into the prep side of the of the uh, world. So before we, we started Prime Zero Prep, which was early last year, I sold online in various platforms. Um, eBay was where I started. Uh, I was doing that for about 10 years part-time. I always had a full-time job while juggling eBay. Uh, about three and a half years ago, I transitioned into Amazon because I was just fulfilling too many items uh, on the eBay platform by myself. And it became a struggle to balance that plus my full-time job. And I just I wasn't ready to jump in with two feet at this point in my life. So FBA seemed like the perfect trans- transition to uh, to kind of scale my business in the direction it was going without dedicating myself full-time to the business. Um, I ended up taking a few courses, and it's funny, I I actually took a course that Dean was part of, and that was one of the first courses I ever took that was in relation to Amazon FBA. And uh, it's funny because I I haven't talked to or or heard about Dean in a while because I've kind of gone away from the, the pulse of Amazon because I'm doing the prep side of the business now. So it's kind of interesting to see it come back full circle and be interviewed by uh, Dean and his team, obviously, knowing that you guys are partnership on this on this academy. So it's it's pretty cool. But um, when I started doing Amazon, I, I saw the the great success out the gate. I mean, at my fir- my very first year, I put up about one hundred twenty thousand dollars in sales part time. I mean, I was only wow. doing eight to ten hours a week. Uh, I was just going to Walmart and and doing clearance style <laughs> retail arbitrage flips and that's all I was doing. Um, so I saw the potential there and I, I came to a crossroad in my life and I was like, all right, I can jump into this full time. I, I see the the numbers that are out there. I, I have friends that I've made through Facebook groups and and I see the potential. You know, I had people that were doing this full time that were doing a million dollars in sales their second year doing it full time and it was just it was mind blowing to me because I was hustling a full-time job 
and these guys are making three times as much money as I was, and they didn't seem like they were working. They they loved what they did. So um, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this full time. But then I'm like, all right, how can I do it full time without hiring a ton of people? Because I don't want to have team members and I don't want to have people working in my garage. And <laughs> so I, I had an issue. I'm like, all right, maybe I could use a prep center. And this was early last year. So January of 2015. And back then there wasn't a lot of prep centers that were in existence. There was maybe two or three, um, but not many. And one of the advantages I had was I lived 10 minutes from a tax-free state. Huh. So I always did my sourcing in that tax-free state because it was just one less thing I had to worry about. No need to pull out a, a resale certificate or tax-exempt form. It was just I go there, I buy my stuff, and there's no taxes whatsoever. So that became a head-scratcher for me. I said, all right, well, maybe I could launch a prep center in this tax-free state. Huh. Therefore, anybody sending their products to us wouldn't pay taxes because taxes only get charged on the end shipping side of things. So no matter where you're buying it from, no matter where your billing address is, where it's being shipped to is how they dictate how much taxes you're going to pay. Wow. Uh, so being that I live near New Hampshire, I said, this makes perfect sense. So I, I saw the, the need for it. I saw the niche and, you know, here we are 14 months later and I've exploited it pretty well. And we're just, we're growing at an extremely rapid pace. So it's been awesome. So explain Prime Zero Prep. Explain what you do as a prepping company. So what we do is uh, customers of ours will send their online arbitrage orders or wholesale orders or anything they can buy that they don't have to physically go pick up. They'll send them directly to our warehouse and we'll receive their products. We'll inspect them for damages and make sure they match up to the listing they want to list it against on Amazon. Um, and then we'll do any prep related stuff to it, whether it's bundling, multi-pack, uh -huh. whether it's uh, poly bagging, whatever it needs, you know, we're versed to make sure that we get it according to Amazon's guideline. Uh, we'll then, you know, finalize their shipments and we'll distribute it to the warehouses that Amazon is asking it to go to. So we, we do everything um, on that side of the business. So once they hit send on their order, we do everything else. Um, from inspection to getting it out the door. I love that you are a seller yourself. Like you, you started this as a seller. What's that? Yes. I, I stopped selling once I started this business. And the reason why I did that was because part of the issue I had, and maybe it's due to a little paranoia is I felt that when I found my, my deals, I didn't want to share with anybody. I'm like, Oh, these are my deals. You know, I can go back to the store sometimes and rebuy these deals. So I was very secretive. And, and not that not that you have to worry about that, but that's what crossed my mind. So I, I said that, you know, I, I didn't want to be a seller and then also prep other sellers' items because that, to me that was kind of a conflict of interest. Huh. So I felt like I was very versed in the Amazon community and that that's kind of where it happened. So I stopped selling and I started this. Huh. And then, you know, I, I still obviously know the rules and regulations and I'm very, I'm very uh, active in all the Amazon groups, whether it's on their seller forums site or whether it's through Facebook. So we're very up to keep on what Amazon requires and all the changes they make. But I, I don't sell anymore just because I didn't like, uh, I thought I was mixing too many, too many hands in the basket there. 
I, I like that. I appreciate that. Well, I think I think what's cool is you have you have this knowledge that not a lot of people have that you can kind of speak to or or you know you understand Amazon and you understand what's okay and what's not okay. Because one of the questions I had was you know is it is it is it you know is is it something that I could, I just, you know, it's online arbitrage or, um, you know, it's, I have to private label a product. Is it, can I send you guys anything and you ship it out? Yeah. Anything you can sell on Amazon, you can ship to us. There's, there's a full array of stuff that we receive that I never thought of people selling on Amazon. So there's, there's really no restrictions on, on what uh, can be sent to us. If Amazon can house it, we can house it here until it goes out our door. So is it a specifically do you cater towards FBA or do you guys do merchant fulfill? So merchant fulfillment is something we just started getting into. So we okay. do offer that service as of now. We we literally rolled it out probably about 30 days ago. Wow. Um and it's something we're we're looking to expand on. We're actually we're in talks with uh, the post office right now about qualifying for better rates so we can offer those rates to our customers to That's see if we cool. can squeeze a a little bit more money um, for those margins that people will need when they're merchant fulfilling. So yeah, it's something we do do and it's something we're looking to scale up pretty big this year. That's really cool. That was kind of one of my biggest questions was, you know, especially for, for the people who are, you know, transitioning from eBay coming into Amazon, they might want to do some merchant fulfill before they go to FBA. I, I wondered if that was a service. Do you guys do anything with eBay? We're open to it. Uh, we don't have any current eBay customers, but our merchant fulfillment is really a, it's a universal thing. So no matter what platform you're on, whether it's eBay, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Shopify, anything online, uh, we can fulfill a product just the way we would if they were selling it on the Amazon platform. Because the way we do it is super simple. It's you sell the product, you send us the shipping label, we pull the product and we ship it out that day. So it's a very... Uh, simple, streamlined, no headache type of process that we're looking to make even better as we get more, more comfortable with this this newer venture for us. I I love the process. I love the thought of this this uh, kind of this venture, this idea because it simplifies my life so much more. And I've you know my wife and I have talked about doing something like this for a while. So it's good to know that you know you guys you guys are there and and just Empire. So you understand their numbers a little bit. You guys have been biz- in business a little over a year and already shipped out almost seven hundred thousand items. Correct? Yeah. Well, and we'll probably be at a million by. July, August. Oh my gosh. That's a lot of items. Yeah. We're, it's funny because we grew. So last year, and this kind of give you a perspective of where we were last year during our first fourth quarter, we were very hesitant on how many customers we could take because we didn't want to bottleneck our business due to the massive increase we assumed that most of our customers would do inventory wise. So we had a waiting list for six months last year. So from June to December, we wouldn't let anybody else in our doors because we were not afraid, but we didn't want to take on too many clients at once during our first Q4 as a prep center. So we had about 120 customers in total uh, during Q4. Oh my and we handled it fine. There was no hiccups. Everything went out in the same speed as it would any other time of the year. But we realized that we we could take on a lot more. So right now we're at about 400 customers. We literally opened our doors January 1st and it's been nonstop just people 
every single day. So, uh, yeah, we're going to hit that million do- million item count pretty pretty soon. That's that's impressive. And obviously, when you're shipping and stuff, you're you're shipping multiple items in a box. But you guys still did almost forty thousand boxes in a year. That is amazing. That's so yeah. many boxes. It's it's a lot. And what's what's cool about our services is you know as people grow their business and want to leverage other ways to save money because we're a warehouse with five loading docks, you know, we can wow. explore the LTL shipment, which is if you're shipping pallets out opposed to just boxes, which can end up saving you a lot of money if, if the weights make sense. So those are other things that are advantages to customers that don't want to uh, open their own warehouse. They just want to work out of their home. It's, it's tough to, to do certain things when you don't have um, loading docks and, the abilities to take a forklift and throw a pallet on the back of a truck or, or whatever it may be. So there's a lot of benefits to being able to outsource this side of, of your business. I love it. Um, okay. So w- one of my bigger questions was what is the number one problem you're seeing with people using your service, whether that's, you know, not enough information or, you know, whatever it is, I wanted to know if I'm going to use your a service like yours or your service, what is the number one thing for me as a seller to know working with you? Um, the biggest issue we see, and it, it isn't for all sellers, it's usually with brand new sellers, is they'll use our service before they've ever used Amazon huh. and they don't understand the the listing process on Amazon or the shipment creation process on Amazon. So it's it's really good to to get kind of those basics under your belt first because as a customer of ours, you're still responsible for creating your own shipments and setting your own prices and doing things of that nature. Um, and that that's probably the biggest. I wouldn't say it's an issue. It, it, it takes a little bit more handholding on our end, but as a, a customer it's probably frustrating because you send us products week one and then it takes you another two weeks to learn how to, how to figure out to create a shipment and, and list those products on Amazon. So that, that's kind of a, a hurdle some of our newer customers have. But I would say most experienced customers that have a, you know, a couple months under their feet within Amazon don't have many issues. You know, our, our system's pretty straightforward. Uh, I'll kind of give you a, a basic idea of how it works. Yeah, so please. you would send us you would send us a product and then we share a Google sheet. And on that sheet, you would say, I'm sending you 12 of these Paw Patrol items from Walmart. And then when those 12 items come in, we'll type in the received column that we received 12. And if there's any discrepancies, whether it's you know a damaged item or a mis-ID'd item, we would note that in our note section on that uh, Google sheet. Once you decide you have enough items on site to create a shipment, there's no minimum requirements. You could ship out 12 items at a time. You could ship out 100 items at a time. It doesn't matter to us. You would just email us and say, hey, Brendan, I want to create a shipment. Then I will say, hey, go ahead. And then once you're done, you let us know. And then we just we take care of the rest. We have access to your Amazon account via user permissions. So it's a limited access that just allows us to see your outbound shipments. So that means huh. we can log in. We can print out product labels. We can enter in weights and dimensions, and then we can complete the shipment all within you know an hour or so, depending on how big the shipment is. So it's a, it's a very simple process, you know, from beginning to end on our end. Um, so there's not really many hurdles other than just kind of getting used to how this works compared to how you might normally do it at your house. Huh. 
It's, I love it. What, what, what was the process? I mean, I kind of want to bring it back to the beginning. How did you even get here? And I want to develop a shipping service. How did you get there? It was just, you know, me at a transition in my life saying, all right, how do I scale my business? How do I take it to the next level? What can I outsource to make myself more, um, more efficient just in my overall business. Like I knew I was good at finding product deals and that's what made me the most money. It was, okay, I found a great deal. I can make X amount of dollars of it. Let me go buy as many as I can, but now I got to process it and I got to label it and I got to do all this (laughs) stuff, which really slowed me down. I mean, I can go out and buy a hundred items in 15 minutes, but they don't take me another hour and a half to prep those items. And that part of it just didn't seem like the most well used, part of my time. I right. felt like my time per hour was worth more. So I, I came to this process where I had to say, okay, should I outsource it to a prep center or should I open up my own prep center being that I have a real competitive advantage? And this is funny because this is one of the things that Dean always talked about when I took his course. He said, you have to find out what your competitive advantage is. Yeah. He was your competitive advantage isn't you can drive fast to a Walmart because everyone can drive fast to a Walmart. They're everywhere. He goes, your competitive advantage is something only you have. And I, I found that the tax-free state that was eight miles from my house was my competitive advantage in the prep world. And that's kind of how everything came together. I just said, all right, let me go look at warehouses. I have a business partner that I took on with me because he had a ton of uh, management experience, both in warehouse and retail. So I thought he was a good fit. Plus, he was always looking to do something um, for himself opposed to working for somebody else. So it just all came together real quick. It was a matter of January 1st. This is an idea. And then January 27th, we signed a lease to our first building. Uh, and then April 1st, we signed a lease to our second building. And then October of that same year, we got a whole new building because we, just, we outgrew every building so quickly. And and just for for you viewers, I I had the chance to to work in a um, in a loading dock when I was younger. But to, when when somebody says a dock, we have you know we have five we have five doors or five docks. That means there are five trucks can be at at each door at one time. And so you know whether that's importing the goods or exporting the goods, that's five docks, which means that you can do so much more with your time and so much more with that space in the long run. So. I, that's impressive. I mean, to, to be able to grow that substantially in a year, I mean, we had, we had three docs and we were working with, with huge, huge hair product lines. So that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's, it's funny. You know, I didn't realize how big we were going to get so fast. I, I knew there was a demand for it and a need because it seemed like online arbitrage and wholesale. And a lot of people want to, they want to work from home and they, that seems like the easier way to do it once you can get going. It's, it's not easy by any means, but once you get the hang of doing those type of things, it's definitely easier to order stuff from your computer than it is to go out and <laughs> physically buy products. So if you can now find out how to get those products to somebody else and you're completely hands off, it just, it, it seems like a good fit and, and it seems like a model that most people would be interested in. And um, it's proven to be very uh, popular very, very quickly. I mean, our first warehouse was 1,800 square feet. And I'll be honest, when I signed that warehouse lease, I said, wow, this is a lot of space. I mean, this my garage was like 400 square feet. So I, I saw this warehouse, I'm like, wow, 18-foot ceilings, yeah. uh, you know, big 
opening garage door. I'm like, we're never going to leave this place. I was, I was nervous about signing a one-year commitment to it because I'm like, I don't even know if, if I'm going to need this much space after a year. Maybe I want to downsize. But, I mean, six months, well, maybe eight months later, we signed a lease to an 18,000-square-foot facility, and that's, <laughs> that's where we are today. And I'll be honest with you, we're, we're looking – pretty full out there. And right now we're looking at a satellite warehouse to, to maybe take on uh, just for fourth quarter, because I, I don't think we're going to be able to handle it at the space we're at now. Well, if you ever come closer to, to California, let me know. I, I, I'd be interested. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I think that the, the cool part of this, I mean, I, I jokingly, I'm saying come to California, but realistically I could send this from anywhere. You know, it doesn't, I don't have to be, I don't have to, California, it doesn't matter that I'm in California. I can send it because it's, it's all online arbitrage. It's all working online. How, how does it work when I am, uh, so private label, I know you guys probably do quite a lot of, of, uh, sellers who are doing private label. So are you in communications with the people in China or am I sending those directly to you? How does that process work? So typically what happens is, um, the first person at the port in the U.S. would be the freight forwarder. Okay. And we're usually in communications with them. Uh, usually the, the Chinese agent will talk to the freight forwarder and they're, they're kind of in communication on getting their products from from Asia to a U.S. port. And once they get to the U.S. port, the freight forwarder will reach out to us to schedule um, either a drop-off of a container or just to schedule a pallet delivery or, or whatever it might be. So we deal directly with the freight forwarders and yeah, we, we – we had our first full container um, about six weeks ago, and so it was brand new for us to get a full container. We've had a couple half containers, but a full container was cool. Um, well, I don't know if it was cool because it wasn't palletized; it was just a, oh. a container full of boxes. So they just <laughs> they drop it off and they leave, and all of a sudden there's a container here, and we have 24 hours to, to unload it because uh, the longer it stays on site, the the more money you know our customer has to pay. Uh, so we do our best to get things. We got it out pretty quick, but it, it was interesting because it was the first time we experienced it. And we didn't have enough tackle at all in like an hour, like we expected to, because we thought we would just pull pallets off of, yeah. a, of a truck. But either way, um, that's pretty much how the process works. We deal with freight forwarders and they usually deal with the agents uh, overseas. So moral of the story is ask for pallets. <laughs> yeah. If you can pay, because we actually, we'll, when we talk to private label sellers, we'll we'll say, hey, we can we can definitely unload it, but there's going to be an extra cost if if there's no pallets attached, because it probably takes us five times um, as much in length of time to do it than it does, oh uh, you know, to do it with pallets. So yes, if you can get it palletized, that's usually going to be the less expensive option compared to paying someone else on our end to do it. So what if I need you guys to throw on stickers or, or like you said, combining different things? How does that work? So um, we, we throw on stickers. If you have custom stickers for private label products, we do have uh, a service that's no extra charge that we just apply your sticker. Um, we have other stickers on, on site for any online arbitrage reason, whether it's a you know, ready to ship sticker or a do not separate sticker. Okay. You know, all those things are here. Um, and again, our pricing structure is, is flat feed. So it's whatever the price is that includes any type of stickers or, okay. or delabeling things if it's online arbitrage. So whatever the prep related side of it is, um, our flat fee cost covers it. 
that's really cool because I was thinking that could get pretty expensive if if you know I've got you know uh, it's it's coming up on summer at the time of recording this and I'm thinking oh I could do like a bundle of like you know kids uh, like toys or something you know like summer toys and I, I think it's cool that like I could bundle all those together and not have to pay a, a huge amount on the back end so that's that's really good to know yeah some prep centers will have um like a slide and scale on prices to where you'll get charged, you know, 30 cents for a poly bag and then uh, another 25 cents for a suffocation label. And uh-huh. so it's hard to sometimes figure out what your true margin is <laughs> um, because you don't know how items are going to arrive at a warehouse. You, the item might need to be poly bagged. It, it might have a sticker you have to remove. I mean, we don't know those things when we're buying products. So we figure the the simple straightforward pricing was the best way to figure out, exactly what your bottom line margin would be and how how it would be impacted by using a service like ours very cool what would be before before we hop off what would be your top tip for people thinking about doing this um you know if you're gonna outsource your work uh picking a prep center is probably going to be the hardest thing to do because there's probably about 50 of them right now and while i obviously would always recommend myself you need to do your due diligence and and kind of figure out which one would work best for your scenario. If you are a private label person, for example, um, California is probably the best place to find a prep center or somewhere on the West coast, because usually shipping costs there are a lot less expensive and freight times are also a lot quicker. Um, So depending on what your model is, you know, if you sell wholesale, wholesalers are going to charge you shipping a lot of the time. So finding a a prep center near your bigger wholesalers is going to save you shipping costs. If your, your business is mainly online arbitrage, then a tax free prep center. And we're not the only one. There's a few of them out there. Those are probably going to be the best prep centers to use because it's one less thing you have to worry about. You know, some people might have tax exempt forms and things of that nature, but those uh, those can be a headache sometimes to chase around and make sure you get reimbursed and things of that nature. So I think in the perfect world for most sellers, if you're dabbling in all three of those types of um, reseller formats, then having a, a handful of prep centers might be the, the best way to kind of spread your eggs out and, and not put all your eggs in one basket. And if I was selling, I'd probably use two or three prep centers just because it, to me it makes sense to – you know, if you have a thousand items you're going to ship out this week, you know, send 300 there, 300 there, 300 here. That way, if there's ever a hiccup in one spot, you know, your business doesn't uh, get impacted completely. So I think that's the the probably best practice I would use if I was a seller exploring this route. Very cool. I, I, I like that. I mean, it's it's the whole idea is to simplify your job. And and I was just thinking, man, it would be so nice to never have to use my garage again. It'd be yeah, so my, nice. my wife my wife loves being able to park <laughs> her car in our garage again because she couldn't for a good three years. <laughs> totally. I know that's I, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, my wife would love me. So I, again, man, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. It was great talking to you guys. After producing this podcast, I realized I didn't give you guys the place to go check them out. So if you guys want to find out more about Prime Zero Prep, go to primezeroprep.com. Let them know you heard about us using the special promo code EMPIRE. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. 
Thank you for listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at theonlineempireacademy.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, help us make more by rating us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We'll see you next time.